What's good, Joe? What's good, Real Talk Squad? This is Miles, and you're listening to Real Talk of Miles Johnson, where you know I always keep it real. Now y'all see me, I got my Neymar jersey on. It's the World Cup. It's the freaking World Cup. Now I know if you in America watching this, soccer isn't the biggest deal, right? Y'all be saying, oh, who cares about soccer? But the World Cup is the most watched sports event in the world, in the entire world, right? Happens every four years. You should be watching this if you're into sports at all. Oh, uh, I mean, look, you're not going. You're not going to get this until 2020. So until 2026. So I would advise y'all to watch these games. It's been very, very interesting, and we're going to talk about USA dropping the ball in that opening game against Wales. We're going to talk about Argentina today. You know, they probably maybe the biggest upset of all time, losing to Saudi Arabia. I mean, talk about. Ronaldo, he is playing for Portugal, but on the club side, he is leaving Manchester United. So it's a lot of storylines in soccer. And as an American, let's just get right into Team USA. And I say they they you know they dropped the ball in this opening game of the World Cup against Wales, and they flat out did. Now on the scoreboard it says one one. It was a draw. But that game felt like a loss. And as a Philadelphia Union fan and as an American, I want to say this. I hate Gareth Bale. Like this guy, bro, every time it comes to, you know, those clutch moments at the end of the game, it's always Gareth Bale who seems to pull through. For LA Galaxy, he ends up getting that winning goal to send the game to PKs, and then we lose in PKs. And then now the U.S. Team USA is on the verge of winning their first game, first World Cup game, because they didn't even qualify four years ago or the last World Cup. And then he ends up getting a penalty, and he ends up converting on that. So Gareth Bale, like, bro, like I, I, he gets on my last nerve. He's been terrorizing us all year especially philadelphia union fans and americans but nonetheless the u.s said you can't make that tackle and force that penalty kick at that time of the game you've got to be disciplined you gotta be disciplined if you defended for 83 minutes out of a 90 minute game don't wait until the end of the game to start panicking to start having everybody in the box, everybody scared. Play the same game y'all were playing when y'all was level. That's how I feel like. Because I feel like a lot of the times when, when managers get a lead against a team that they feel like, you know what, could possibly, you know, put some goals on them, they get reserved. They go back and they be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just defend. I'm not going to have no offense. And that ends up hurting you because being passive and not being aggressive hurts you every time in soccer, bro. It hurts you every single time. As a former player, when my coach would be passive, we would lose 2-0 leads. And right here, Team USA, they were passive. They were comfortable with that 1-0 lead. 
and it went to bite them because at the end of the game, they played scared, and they end up making a dumb play and give Gareth Bale a penalty kick to level the score. Now, here's why this game is so important to the U.S.'s chances of making it to the knockout round. If Team USA won against Wales, all they would have to do is win against Iran, and they're on the way to the knockout rounds. But since they drew against Wales, they have to get some points from England, and they definitely have to win against Iran. Now, they can still control their own destiny from now. But if you just defended for those maybe 10-plus minutes, we would be in cruise control to go ahead and get to knockout rounds. Because I'll be honest, I don't know, I don't know if we can get points against England. England looked pretty nice. They put up six goals against Iran. They're looking pretty nice right now. They're looking pretty nice. Talk about Iran. Again, they still put up two goals against, you know, England. And same with how, you know, what happened with Argentina and Saudi Arabia. Every country got to the World Cup for a reason. So do not underestimate any team. So when you have the opportunity to get three points, you have to convert because you never know what could happen in the future. So the U.S., it's not over but y'all definitely made it harder on yourselves moving forward if we simply stay disciplined and got that W. So that's why it feels like a loss because it's like we were this close to being in cruise control to make it to the knockout rounds. And this talent on this USA roster, man, it's probably the best talent that we've ever had. Probably the best talent we've ever had with Christian Pulisic, Timothy Weah, Terrence McKenzie. I mean, we can go on and on on the talent the young talent team usa has ultimately y'all gotta y'all gotta do better y'all gotta do better i still got faith in my guys i still think that they will get to the knockout stages but they did make it harder on themselves now let's get into Lionel messi a lot of people say best player in the world a lot of people say the greatest of all time let me ask you, ask you all this question. How can you be the greatest of all time and you consistently fold on the international stage? Consistently folds. Now, yes, Argentina won the Copa America. Bro, that light behind trophy, bro, the only competition is, is Brazil. That's their only competition. So that whole 35-game unbeaten streak, that's not as impressive as England's 36-game unbeaten streak. Nonetheless, if you have Lionel Messi on your team, there is no way in hell you should be losing to Saudi Arabia. No no reason. No reason. And Lionel Messi, from another reason why he, he has to win a World Cup is because how can you be the GOAT if Maradona did something for his country that you weren't that you were not able to do for your country, and y'all both are from this same country in Argentina. Diego Maradona, back in the day, he got a World Cup for Argentina. Now, Messi has been in positions to where he could have won the World Cup in 2014. He definitely could have won the World Cup. What happened? He folded against Germany. He didn't even score, right? 
So stuff like this, events like this, the World Cup, this makes superstars, this makes legends, and Lionel Messi, it's I know you I know you scored a penalty kick. And I know it's not all your fault because in soccer, everybody has to contribute. But let's just keep it a stack, bro. You gotta get this done. If y'all win, you get all the praise. So when y'all lose, you're gonna get criticism. Best believe if this Argentina team does not make it out the knockout rounds. This will be the biggest disappointment in sports history. This, like, Lionel Messi, if you if you a basketball fan watching this, this is like Michael Jordan or LeBron James in their prime right now. Like, like one of the greatest of all time. He's at at probably at the worst, the third or fourth worst player at of, of all time of all time. He's definitely top two of this generation with him and Ronaldo. If he doesn't get a World Cup, never mind. Not, not, no, if he doesn't make it to the knockout stages, never mind not winning this thing. It's going to be the biggest disappointment in the history of sports. This was already one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history for them to lose to Saudi Arabia. But Messi, you have got to deliver. This is your time. The World Cup is every four years. We had to actually wait a little bit longer this time because of COVID and all that. But this is like LeBron James or Michael Jordan losing to, like, the Orlando Magic. But what's even worse is that this event what that Lionel Messi's playing in, the World Cup, it happens every four years. So it's even more worse that you're getting upset because you're not going to get this opportunity again. Do I think that in 40 years – Lionel Messi will be one of the best players in the world. I don't think so. It's just too many young players coming up right now. In four years, he'll be what? Maybe like with 30, high 30s, what, 37, 38, 39. He ain't going to be no best player in the world at that time. So this is your time, Lionel Messi, to go ahead and stamp yourself as the greatest of all time. But if you don't get this done, it leads up to air to see who really is the GOAT. But Lionel Messi, you can shut people up and become the undisputed GOAT if you win the World Cup this year. So it's in your hands. It's in your hands. I'm a big Ronaldo fan. Biggest Ronaldo fan probably that there is, at least in America. And if Lionel Messi wins a World Cup, he will be better than, than Ronaldo. I will flat out say that. I, I will say that here. So, Messi, come on now. You've got to capitalize this opportunity. It doesn't come very much often. Now we're going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, reports came out literally like, like an hour ago that he is going to leave Manchester United. Him and, him and Man United have mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, I think... Uh, this should have been happened. This should have been happened. Because let's just keep it a stack, bro. Let's keep it a stack. Why would Ronaldo want to stay at Man United? They flat out suck. He's 37 years old. Why would he be in a team that isn't even qualifying for the Champions League? If I'm Ronaldo, I'm going to two places. I'm going to the MLS 
to build up my American fan base for my career and potentially help me after I play football, soccer, or I'm going to a championship league contender and I'm competing for the Champions League until I retire. Man United is not giving him any of those. So as a 37-year-old player who's at the end of his prime, he's probably past his prime now. I'll say he's past his prime. This guy wants to do two things. And the main reason for him is to win a Champions League again. Ronaldo is not done. He has a lot more in the tank. Why would he want to risk his last years playing for Manchester United when all he can do is use his power to force himself out and then put himself on a contending team that could win the Champions League? It, it, it is a no-brainer. If you're a basketball fan, this is like James Harden, you know, saying all that crazy stuff he was saying in Houston just to get the trade that he wanted to Brooklyn. It's the same way how Anthony Davis forced his way out from the Pelicans to L.A. It's the same way when you see these other stars in NBA, NFL, forcing their ways to their desired location. And you're going to see Ronaldo get his wish to either go to a Champions League contender or a MLS squad. Now, selfishly, as an American, I want Ronaldo to come to the MLS. I promise you, I will be at his first game if he's at the MLS. But again, nonetheless, you can't blame the guy for simply wanting out of a bad organization, especially if this is a guy that was at Man United with Alice Ferguson. So he knows the real Man United. He knows the Man United that has all those banners, all those trophies, it's going to be hard for him to play for the same organization, the same club that he grew up playing with that was a powerhouse. And then transfer come, talking about right now, they flat out suck. That's going to be hard for him to be like, you know what, I'm going to stick it here when I was already playing here back in their golden era. And then now, at the end of my prime, I'm pl I'm playing for them when it's just simply not the same. So that's why I feel like he has that resentment towards the Man United manager because it's like, dude, you're not Alex Ferguson. I don't respect you. You have you have not done anything in the game of soccer in the game of football. And I simply want my wish, which he got, to leave Man United and to play for a championship contender championship league contender so i don't blame ronaldo for that pierce morgan interview dude it was tactical if you are at his level of status level of fame you're gonna use your status your fame to get what you want and if you're saying that if you're ronaldo you weren't gonna do exactly what he did just think about that again you're probably you're probably capping but let's just let's just go away from soccer real quick. Let's get into Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers. Now you talk about a guy, Ben Simmons. Uh, last game he had 22 points, I think eight rebounds, five assists. The game before that he had, I think he had around 15 points. 
So before those two games, he was averaging around five points a game. Now he's at 7.9, so I'll round up. He's averaging around like eight points a game now. Let's give a hand clap for Ben Simmons. Yeah, so like, do I think Ben Simmons is officially back? Hell no. Hell no. Look, you get to see what somebody is made of when they're really in the line of fire. When they're really, you know, in that clutch situation. I'm not going to think Ben Simmons is officially back until I see him consistently make free throws at at least over 55 or 60 percent other than that teams are still going to hack ben simmons come playoff time and just because he had a couple of good games does that mean he's completely changed no i want to see how how he plays tonight now again if he ends up going eight for eight from the free throw line five for five has a great game in philly I will I will in, in in the post game video I'll have tonight, I will flat out say Ben Simmons showed me something. And I'll give him that respect. Now I am happy that he is playing better because I mean it was getting sad. Like I was I'm I've been the biggest, you know, Ben Simmons crit, critic or whatever, but I don't want him averaging five points. I mean, that's just like that, that that's just flat out sad. I mean I mean that, that's just flat out sad. Like five points when in Philly he was averaging fifteen points. I'm like, people were having a whole hoorah for Ben Simmons. He's averaging eight points. He's averaging eight points. And y'all are literally throwing a parade because he put up 22 points against the Grizzlies, bro. And who do they have as, like, real defenders, real, like, you know, defensive stoppers, stalwarts? They ain't got nobody, bro. So let's hold our horses. Let's see if Ben Simmons can consistently put up these buckets. But until then, I'm not believing that. I'm not believing that until he starts shooting jumpers consistently and until he starts making free throws consistently. This is still the same Ben Simmons that folds when pressure comes. Pressure either busts pipes or it makes diamonds. And that pressure definitely began to Ben Simmons. But we're going to see how he does against Philly because best believe Ooh, it's gonna be it's gonna be some for him in Philly, man. Cause they, I wish I was back in Philly coming that game, cause I was there for Game Seven. The whole stadium was chanting "F Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons sucks." After the game, uh, walking out of Wells Fargo Arena, I mean, in the parking lot, I mean, like the whole city hates this guy. I, I I'm not I'm not kidding. Like the whole city hates this guy, and it will stay this way. Until he flat out apologizes for how he acted. And we even seen those reports where people like, you know, they don't like the way Ben Simmons has been acting in Brooklyn. Yeah, cuz is a freaking nut. He's a nut. Now, look, I'm going to get off his I'm going to get off his case because at the end of the day, I still want to see him flourish because the team that they have now, KD, Kyrie, Patty Mills, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, they got shooters for Ben Simmons to operate. So the way he's playing right now is the way he should have been playing when he first started in Brooklyn. Like, dude, you you took off a whole year. You should be hitting the ground running from the start. 
not putting up two points here, six points here one game, five points here. You have to consistently put up at least over like 12, 13 points a game, eight, eight rebounds, eight assists. If you really want to be, you know, really like, you know, give yourself some value for this Nets team, bro. Like, let's just be honest. Don't be riding these guys' coattails. Go ahead and show them that you are a two-time All-Star, a runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year. Show these guys who you're made of and stop being scary, bro. Stop being scary. Lastly, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are the real deal. Now, we talk about a guy, Jalen Hurts. He led a game-winning drive to put the Eagles, they were down by six, to put them up one against the Colts, against Jeff Saturday and the Colts. Now, beginning of the game, it was looking rough, looking real rough. And it was in the, in the first half, third quarter, it was looking rough. But one thing that stayed true, our defense, oh, our defense, it showed up. Talk about a guy in Indomitian and Sue. Talk about our new addition as well in my man, Joseph. Linville Joseph. Linville Joseph and Indomitian and Sue just flat out controlled that game defensively. And if it wasn't for those additions that we made for the Eagles, there's no way that the Eagles would have won. I mean, the fact they were able to stop a guy in Jonathan Taylor from being as effective as he usually is, right? They forced a fumble. They continued to wreak havoc and shift that clock back in time to, you know, the time that they were previous pro bowlers for, you know, their respective teams, right? I'm glad to have those guys back because then when you have Hassan Reddick in there, Jordan Davis, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and then you add that with Dominican Sue and Linville Joseph, best D-line in the game, or at least top three. You got a top three offensive line, top three defensive line, you're going to be successful in the NFL. The one thing that the Eagles missed a lot was Dallas Goddard. Talk about a guy who is Jalen Hurts' security net. Whenever, you know, things aren't going well, Dallas Goddard is one of the best yards after catch guys in the NFL. So losing him hurt the offense tremendously because not only is he a threat to receive the ball, but he's also a threat to do run block and you know you know run or help the team to when Miles Sanders is is is, is running the ball you know Boston Scott you know Gainwell so he's a great run blocker as well in 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 addition to being a great receiver and a great weapon for Jalen Hurts so this game showed me number one Dominican and Sue and Linville Joseph, they still got it in the tank. Number two, Dallas Goddard is missed severely by this Eagles team, and they're going to miss him a lot until he's scheduled to come back in mid-December. So he, we might miss him for two or three more games, right? So it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But the Eagles showed that fight. They, they showed that dog. They came, you know, Jalen Hurts, he backed up his words. What did he say? And this is my Q sci-fi butter right here. Roo, roo, roo. What'd he say? He said, dogs run, run faster 
I'm going to say it again. Dogs run faster when they're hungry. That hungry dog is different. That hungry dog, that grind is different. Talk about a guy, Jalen Hurts. This is his first 10-point comeback of his career. Coming into the fourth quarter, they were down 13-3. What does he do? Even after a guy in A.J. Brown, you know, fumbled the ball and they were had momentum after, you know, they give that fumble or they or after the, the defense forced that fumble and but ended up having A.J. Brown fumble as well on the other side of the ball. A lot of things not going their way. Jalen Hurts put the team on his back. And that's what you need from your franchise quarterback because it's going to be games that you're not going to be in it. It's going to be games that things are not going well. But you pay your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback, those big dollars, those big bucks to go ahead and win you a game. And that's exactly what Jalen Hurts did for the Philadelphia Eagles. So kudos to him, kudos to the Eagles. I'm loving the construction of this roster. Again, salute to my guy, Howie Roseman. Again, the pickup of Joseph and Sue was flat out a game changer. Just flat out a game changer. And I'm loving the way that Jalen Hurts continues to impress us, continues to show us new phases of his game. He can run. He can pass. I saw, yes, I saw against the Colts, he went back to his bag of running the ball because what receivers just flat out cannot get open. I still think A.J. Brown is not 100%. I still think that. To this, I still think that. I'm glad that Quez Watkins redeemed himself after against uh, the Commanders caught that 50-yard ball from Jalen Hurts to, just to fumble it because he was trying to be a freaking hero. Well, guess what? He ended up scoring a touchdown late in the fourth quarter to put us up. Uh, put us up. I think it was like 10-13 when Quez Watkins scored. And then again, Jalen Hurts led that game-winning drive to rush for the ball with one minute and 20 seconds remaining in the game. So again, shout out to Jalen Hurts. Shout out to Quez Watkins, our defense. Shout out to High Roseman for constructing this roster. High Roseman is hands down the executive of the year. I mean, this guy is the real deal, bro. He's the real deal. Philly fans gave him a lot of slack, but hey, man, he continues, continues to show us that he's one of the best GMs in this league. So, High Roseman, I apologize. I gave you a lot of slack, rightfully so. But you proved to just flat out turn this roster around. And you have a guy in Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal. Now you can surround him with, with talent to just make him look better and make this team flourish and be better. So, again, let me know what you think about the World Cup, about Team USA, Ronaldo leaving Man United, Lionel Messi, Argentina losing to, to Saudi Arabia. How about Ben Simmons tonight? He will play against Philly, in Philly. That's going to be one heck of a game. And lastly, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Is Jalen Hurts your MVP favorite? I mean, the way Patrick Holmes has been playing, I don't know. But he's definitely got to be in that hunt for MVP. Let me know what you think down below. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all that jazz. And that being said, y'all, I'm out.